This is a pint-sized media podcast production. Welcome to the Janet Generally Speaking podcast. I'm sitting here with Melanie Walker. I'm sure that's a name many of you that are my age will remember. Um, and I am, I've been looking forward to this chat for so, so long. Um, so, Hello. Hello to you. <laughs> You've got to say the Melanie Walker because there are oh, in fact the, the, five others in South Africa that I know of. Oh, well, that's, well, they're not Melanie Walker, though. That's why I'm the Melanie yes, Walker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to talk today about your career. Your, I mean, the first time I ever saw you was on television. Um, Running around like a headless <laughs> chicken. <with laughs> yeah, what was on. it? Was it sc- no, Treasure, treasure Hunt? hunt. What was Scatterjach? Something else. Scott Scott. And oh, so that's right. It was quite interesting because um, it was just yesterday that Annalyn Creel, uh, this post came up and said, you know, for you to review on, yeah. on, on Facebook. So, of course, she's now added, because I'm on her Facebook followers, Right. she added Melanie Walker, <laughs> TV presenter, on her page. So, of course, then were all these people that are like, oh, Melanie Walker, la, 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 la. And they're going, yeah, her and Scott Scott. And I'm like, hello, Scott Scott and I never worked together. Yeah, okay? We had our too... own shows. And people, it's amazing how people yeah. misremember things. Oh, yeah, you were on Scottyach. I'm like, no. no. I was on Treasure Hunt. I yes. did in English on my and own. English. <laughs> that was the most important part of it was that English and you were better looking and I was a girl and about uh, yes. a foot shorter than him as well so I could go anything he could do I could do better and in hills and how did you get there go, go all the way back to what did you wow. do how did you how did you get to be the Melanie Walker on Treasure Hunt well um, first of all I mean I was I started modeling when I was quite young um, and, and I was working in production for years and years at the SABC and through those years I met up with Colin Taylor the cameraman who was on Skatiach so at that stage when I met him I'd left the SABC um, not to confuse the shows no so he um, was doing a, a music video for John Wainwright the late John Wainwright and he decided I should be the girl who's in the TV the, the Video, yeah. music video. I was an air hostess at the time. So, of course, then I went and I was living overseas and I knew that he did Skatiach. So, my parents had to put up with me listening to like Afrikaans television because yeah. I was like mad about it. And when I went to England, then I used to sit and watch Treasure Hunt with Annika Rice. And then, okay. course, when I, um, then I was living in Ireland and at that stage it was Annabelle Croft who was doing it. And Colin came over to Ireland and we were sitting and watching it. And he says, You know, you should come back to South Africa. And then when you come back, then I think you should become like, you know, like Annabelle or Annalise. Uh, Annika yeah. and go and do treasure hunts so of course eventually I did come back to South Africa and he spoke to the producers and said we should really do this in English with a girl and yeah. at that stage I couldn't even get an agent I mean I'd, oh, I'd wow. spoken to all the agents yeah. and he said look I'm putting you forward for the auditions the cameraman but you know ultimately this SABC and this people and this that, and the other and out of all of the people who came through from their agents I was the one who got it and then, of course, all the agents wanted me on their books. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. And that was that was the story of how I got it. You know, I mean, there were some unsavory stories about some people in the industry who were jealous, saying oh, that sure. well, the only reason Melanie got it is because you know, you know what they say, yes. what jealous women yes. say. Yeah. Until I pointed out, of course, that the majority of the people who made the decision I hadn't actually met. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's well, the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunately goes with the territory. I'm sure you've come across that multiple times over your career. Oh, yeah. It still happens. And so did you study drama or nope. anything? Nope. Did you go I from school to... I studied to be a secretary. Okay. I studied to be a secretary and then I became a model and then I became an air hostess. And that was pretty much like as much as I did then. Yeah. So no drama. 
I always thought, like, when I was nine years old, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to yes. dye my hair blonde and go to RADA. <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> or I wanted to be a game ranger okay. or an archaeologist. But, no, okay. I didn't study it. And to be a presenter, I think it's it's more about having a a good connection with the person behind the camera. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm presenting to millions of people. Mm. You'd always got to just talk to one person. Like, I'm talking to you now. Yes. So we're having a conversation. Yeah. And that's what brings most presenters who are good presenters into the hearts and the homes of people yeah. because you've got to remember that you're going into that person's house. You're a fixture. Every Sunday night, I was in people's houses. So when they yeah. meet me, they're like, it's like I feel like I know I know. You. I know. Because you yeah, have like to when have When you walked that. in the studio, it was like, hold on. And, and, uh, um, yeah. Hold on. I know that face. And I mean, that was, what, 35 years ago, the first series. Yeah. It's, it feels like yesterday. I'm, I'm sure it again it in a heartbeat. I'm sure. Even in the helicopter. Of, of course in the helicopter. I might be going flying this weekend with a good friend of mine who has a helicopter. Divine. And I still have the outfit and I still fit into it. Oh, even better. Even after children. It's fantastic. Yeah. So now my question is, your business is you as a freelancer. Yeah. Has it, have you always been that person? Pretty much so. I mean, I've had obviously some jobs where I had mm. job jobs, as we like to call them. Yeah. But, I mean, even when I was working like as a secretary in Cape Town, I still, well, because I didn't earn much money and I had to eat, worked as a waitress because that's the way you <laughs> fed yourself when you were younger. Um, and then obviously as an air hostess, yeah. had a full-time job working at the SABC. But most of the stuff that I did... Um, you know, production. Even on production, you see yourself more as a freelancer because you're not yeah. you're working on projects rather than being employed by a company for mm. a set number of years at a particular salary. Mm. So it's always contract basis. Yeah, which I still do now. I have certain contracts with certain companies, but as a freelancer, it's always been like you know people say, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Okay, how much time do you <laughs> yeah. have? I've got like five, six jobs." Yeah, and they are jobs. I mean, it's not like. You know, I'm having fun with podcasting, sure, but no. I don't get paid for it. Yeah. So there are certain things that are, they call, what do they call them, vanity projects or hobby, hobby yes, projects? Yes, I, like, really. I prefer vanity projects to hobby projects because hobby projects sounds dismissive. Yeah. And so vanity projects. I don't know if I'd call it that no, either. But it's actually, just, voicing it doesn't make it sound right. It's For me, it's more about like, I mean, especially with the gardening side of things, is getting yeah. the information, dissemin disseminating information to people in South Africa on how to grow things because that's what I can do. Yeah. So it's more of an education thing. Then the other podcast I do is about speaking to authors about books, about mm. words. So that's pushing authors. And then, of course, the one for SA People is about South Africanness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where, you know, it's, it's always got something behind it. It's not necessarily about me. It's about yeah. the issues. And do you feel what what has given you the the skill, the background to be able to work like this? I mean, I think you know we were of a similar age, and mm. and we kind of left school. In knowing, late seventies, <laughs> <laughs> knowing uh. that you you were going to get a job and you'd be there for the rest of your life, kind of thing, and and you we st were still told to look for security mm. and and marry, I suppose. Well, my, that's what my dad always said. You know, I I thought I should go to university because you know at that stage I was like leaning towards the law, and my dad said, no, you don't need a, a university education because you're a girl. 
Okay, so because you know what happens, girls, the father spends all the money on getting the education, then she meets somebody, gets married and has children and never uses the degree. Yes. So I kind of went, oh, okay, well, I'll go and do all of these other things. Like a girl can be a, a model or an air hostess or a secretary, which yes, I did. Which, yeah. And then I just thought, you know what, um, there's more to – and being an air hostess was actually great, but – with all of those different things that I did and going and living overseas and even working in a wine bar and washing dishes at a pub in England, you know, it, it all leads to doing something. So I've never had a job. I think the longest I've stayed in a job is like about two years. Okay. And I, I don't know how to do that. And I look at all the people that I know now who are our age who are retiring. And I, I know. Say, I'm like, I'm never going to retire. I'm going to work until the day I die because I enjoy doing what I yeah. do. So why would you retire from that? But um, having said that I wasn't allowed to have a university education, I decided anyway to do it myself. Yeah. So I got four degrees and didn't use them just to annoy my father. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so going back to the, the question, do, mm. you, do you think that that being able to be a freelancer, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it, it becomes a skill, I think, at the end of the day. Did anything prepare you for that? Or did you just feel that it was something that you you fell into, you did well, and are still enjoying? I think it boils down to mainly really being passionate about what it is that you're involved in. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, look, being a freelancer, being a contractor uh, is very scary. Yes. Um, because you don't have any job security. You don't have that 13th check. You don't get paid leave. You don't get paid sick leave. If you're sick and you don't work, you don't earn. Yes. And regardless of what I've done, I mean, working at like Mnet and um, Supersport and doing auto queue for their presenters. Yeah. While I was presenting, because I actually used to earn more money rolling an auto queue than I did as a presenter <laughs> at Supersport. I mean, go figure. You yeah. Know, seriously. Um, yeah, for, for the for the person that's reading the auto queue, yeah. not to read it right. Yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those things. So I, I trained in everything. Yes. I mean, it was a case of, oh, I think I might like to do that. So I'd okay. find the money and then go and train to do it. Um, in the same way when, like when podcasting became a thing, learning to become a as an audio engineer having to yeah. learn all these new skills and it doesn't matter how old you are you can teach an old dog new tricks yes so i think that if you've, you've got a passion for something there's no point in sitting in in a job and yeah. being miserable just because you get a paycheck at the end of the month even if it feels safe that's there's no yeah. quality of life and i think that's what the driving force for me was is not being stuck in something that i'm going to be not enjoying all the stuff I'm doing now, I really enjoy yeah. all of it. So what are you doing now? Well, <laughs> brand ambassador. <laughs> so it's not influencer. I hate, oh, yeah. gosh, people are saying, oh, Melanie, with your name, you should be an influencer. And I'm just like, no, that's just not going to, I, I don't buy into that. Yeah. So I'm, I call myself the head communicator yeah. um, for Hideko Bulbs. Okay. So I go around teaching people that as well as being an Ask an Expert for um Life is a Garden, which is the marketing arm of SANA, the South African Minnesota Women's Association. Okay. Plus, I run a couple of garden clubs. Plus, I do talks for all the different garden clubs as myself and as Hideko's okay. brand ambassador. The podcasting stuff, obviously, I've just mentioned. Um, I'm also involved in local politics. Okay. Um, might be branching out a little bit further on that. I write. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> but you know, I'm on like our local ward committee. Okay. So I work a lot with the councillor yeah. and with our MP. Uh, but I've been in politics like 
when was it, 1994, I was 21st on the DP's national list. Was a D, I think it was the new DA. Okay. Um, but then we decided to do another season of Treasure Hunt. So, of course, I had to take my name <laughs> off the list. But before that, I used to go down to Parliament and work with um, John Ledger. I was oh, wow. the public relations officer for the DP okay. uh, in the environmental lobby. So I was involved Ooh. from that point of view because environment, the environment for me is incredibly important. Mm. Um, so what else? I, I do some other work as well. I know. <laughs> and you're a Pilates instructor. A, that's another one of the things. Yes, I teach Pilates. <laughs> so there's, it's stuff. And it, it, you know, people say, but my goodness, you've got like this ridiculous lifestyle. And I'm going, yeah, but it fits. It yes. works. Plus, I'm a single mom to two now 20-year-old girls. Yeah. So... You know, that a, doesn't get easier. That doesn't get any easier. No, it gets worse as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think your innate skills are? A great sense of humor. Okay. Um, and a, I, a thick skin. Definitely one that you need, okay. even though it's, I don't really have one. Yeah. But you fake it till you, you make it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also just having a command of language. Mm. And... The thing is, as I said, once again, people think that they're presenting to a whole lot of people. So they're sitting there and look at me, look at me, and like trying to talk to all the people. But yeah. the way to get to it is that ability yeah. to just talk to one person. And that is where presenting comes in. Mm. Acting is, a, I'm a terrible actress. I have acted. I'm absolutely <laughs> awful at it. I'm really, I'm, as, as I said to my, my I used to have um, Nana Stalpelberg, who was um, on. Uh, cake net as a presenter and she was also oh. an actress and they they had us up against each other and i think fhm or something and like you know they said what are your acting skills and are yeah. you a better presenter or actor and, and none of, like, i'm a better actor and i'm like i'm a much better presenter i'm a cuck actress <laughs> i don't feel comfortable being anybody else except me to be honest although i end up being a psychiatrist or a psychologist in in, in a lot of soapies <laughs> Why I'm always a doctor, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the voice. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're sort of going back to a past life or something. Well, yeah, I'm Dr. Walker. I decided I want to do my doctorate, so I'm on an aeroplane and somebody says, is there a doctor on board? I can go, yes, me. <laughs> Moving on to the more personal, what inspires you? Hmm. Inspirational people, and I find them very few and far between. And it can be somebody who's just selling stuff on the side of the road. Yes. I think people with a positive outlook rather than like, give me, give me, give me. You know, anybody, who, yeah. people who come into my class, there's some people who go out and they do things when they've got so many pressures in their lives and they just have that certain something yeah. that comes along and makes you think, I want to be a better person too. That's what I find most inspiring out of everything. Yeah, people, people doing it for themselves mm. almost. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and reaching dreams, I think, is also. Well, if you a never try, then you're never going to. You know, this is no. my thing. Even if you think you can't do something, at least give it a go. Mm. I know that Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. But, you know, occasionally you do need to actually, like, you know, if you put your arm out and you move it, that's moving it. If you don't move it, well, you're just not moving it. You're not trying not to move it. But, you know, the, the thing about try is give it a go, I think is a better way of, of that must be my ethos to say, just give, give it, it a go. go. I like that. Mm. I like that. Yeah, one of um, the, my previous podcasts um, with Mary Lou, you know Mary Lou. Yes. Um, and she sort of said what inspires her very similar was, you know, anybody that, in, that starts their own business, uh, mm. big, small, in between, you know, anybody that's willing and, and, and that to give it a go. So I think, yeah, if we're all in the same space, we, we, we seem to 
um, gravitate towards those people that are really giving it yeah. a bash. But the thing is, it can be scary. It's you know, but you know what? You never got anywhere by not doing something. No. So sometimes you just have to take that big deep breath and oh. leap. <laughs> so then, do you have a daily mantra? Do you get up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, I... No, no. I try not to look in the mirror. It's <laughs> like a fright in the mornings. No, okay, no. <laughs> are you also looking in the mirror these days and going, who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, well, no, I don't think that I've actually changed all that much. Yeah, I've got lines and things yeah. which kind of are a little bit disturbing, um, especially as my body's getting fitter. <laughs> and then suddenly your face says, I'm good. People say to me the other day, like, is there such a thing as face Pilates? So I'm trying to look into that to try and get on there, faces. There, like, there I know they do face yoga. For if it's, yeah. Oh, is it yoga? Okay. But I don't, I don't have a thing, you are this, that, and the other. And I, I have watched a lot of motivational speakers, yes. and, I, and I really do appreciate Some of them are fantastic, and I really enjoy listening to them. Yeah. Some of them are just like, oh, please, what have you got to actually yeah. offer the world? But my thing has just always been get up, get out of bed, get up, make a bed, mm. get up, get dressed, and get out there. Okay. That's all. It, I mean, yeah. even during um, COVID, I mean, I had to keep busy. I had to keep doing things. Yeah. And I try and do the same thing with my kids. So I think, honestly, the, the Pilates teaching side of things, I do it because if I didn't teach, I probably wouldn't go to gym. <laughs> well, I've, I'm doing Pilates now and I've just started doing boot camp. So for half an hour before Pilates, I'm doing a half hour boot camp mm. and I'm loving the combination. I'm mm. loving the whole thing. Um, and, and you do, you feel so different. It changes you know, everything. And this is one thing that people say, oh, I haven't got time to exercise. I don't mm. have time to go Put it in your diary. You put it in your diary. And that is something we were discussing. I go walking two or three times a week with a very good friend. We yeah. walk like seven kilometers in the cold, on the spray, and it's fantastic. And we were moaning about our, our daughters who are the same age. Like they just don't exercise. And, yeah. you know, you, it, if you don't do that, then you start getting depressed. Mm. And I think that's a big thing, especially for younger people. Whatever you're doing, r however hard you're working, you make some time at least four times a week yeah. to go and do exercise. Mm. That's it. That's exactly. Look, I've got a couple of girl crushes. So Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is one. I absolutely love what she has to say. I've read every book she's written. Mm. And the other person, and, and going back to one of those age-old questions, who would you like to have dinner with or breakfast or coffee? Or, and for me, it's Jane Fonda. Mm. Who's it for you? Wow. Um, I've never thought about it from a female perspective, strangely enough. I mean, I've, I've actually mostly met most of the people that I wanted to meet, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Um, like Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. And I spent uh, like four or five days with um, him and Dusty when they were out here in South Africa. Name dropping names. Um, <laughs> I love it. Richard, what's his face from Virgin? Yeah, Branson. Branson, that's it. I was thinking Burton and I was like, no, because no, not Elizabeth Taylor. So Richard Branson, have met yes. him. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg um, was oh, one of wow. the people that I really, really liked a lot and, and got to meet her. Um, um, Peter Sellers was the one that, you know, if we were doing just from a male perspective, I'd yes. love to have met him, even though by all accounts, apparently he was a bit of a misogynist and, mm -hmm. and not a particularly nice person. Um, there isn't the only th I've got a bucket list, a couple of bucket list <laughs> items, but never really kind of like I've never been particularly 
overawed with um, celebrity because maybe because yeah. I've met so many and people are like who's the most famous person you've ever met? Well, I mean, well, it depends on which field you're talking about, obviously. Well, the Melanie Walker. Well, I've never thought about <laughs> it like that. I mean, apparently, you know, it's like uh, yeah, apparently people wanted to meet me, and I was always kind yeah. of like quite kind of perturbed about that because the me at home wasn't mm. exactly the me that they saw on television um, for a very long time, you know, when, especially as I was saying about the 94 elections yeah. and the Maverick ran an article and Melanie gets in, into Parliament, you know, because I would have been probably the youngest ever parliamentarian in 1989 okay. when I was um, asked to stand for the Hilbra Award because okay. I was Miss Hilbra at the time. And this Melanie will make everybody <laughs> compulsorily do exercise every single day. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't. I mean, I was going to the gym kind of willy-nilly. Yeah. But I was really, really fit because of, you know, just dancing and boxing and martial arts. Yeah. But I was hardly ever in a gym. Now, of course, I'm in the gym all the time. So the younger me is has become the older me, according to the Daily Maverick. Yeah. So... Yeah, the celebrity thing, I was like, oh, and meeting people. I mean, I hung out with John Savage and Sylvester Stallone's brother. I mean, I could really name drop and people say, why don't you write a book about your days in the 80s and here and abroad? And I'm like, well, I didn't find it all that kind of interesting. They were just people. Yeah. You know, working on movies as well, you know, working with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer ended up being his PA. And I was like, oh, Val, you know, such a pen. And he was seeing Cindy Crawford at the time. And, you know, you're sitting there and going, how would you like your eggs done boiled? Okay, would you like three-minute eggs or five minutes? What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, gosh, do you people, Americans, not know anything about yeah. boiled eggs? So you have those kind of relationships. Because at the end of the day, they are normal people. They're just people. Yeah. And anybody who actually enters celebrity-dom yes. and suddenly thinks that there's something special, those are the people I want nothing to do with. Yeah. They yeah. just absolutely, and I don't think anybody should have anything to do with them. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's Jane Fonda, especially now. I mean, you oh know, my gosh, she's, she's amazing on Grace and, and Frankie. Well, that, but I mean, for me, it's more her her continued activism oh, and awesome. still marching, you know, yeah. at her age. But no, she's awesome. I I've, I really do rate her amongst some of one of the. Most incredible people. Uh, Angelina yeah. Jolie as well. I mean, I'd love to meet her just to see what she's actually like. Actually like, yeah. But also the work that she does has been phenomenal. Mm. And, and we don't, yeah, we, we don't, don't see, see it. it. Yeah. Joanna Lumley, the stuff she does. Bo yeah. Derek. I mean, yeah. surprise. I'm not Bo Derek. Um, Daryl Hannah. Oh, yes. The yeah. stuff that she does. So there's a, and, and then watching, just last week I was watching um, that, uh, uh, not when winter comes, um, something about oh, the end of nature. But anyway, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Yes. Yeah, I follow his Instagram. But, I mean, this, this documentary series yeah. he's done, which I think is on Disney, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he, you know, goes around uh, talking about climate change, mm. and he even has the people saying there's no such thing as climate change. Yeah. What he's doing just to create awareness and people using their celebritydom for good, yes. not like being famous for being yeah. a celebrity. No, Next and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is one. I mean, I follow, as I say, I follow his Instagram. Mm. He's got the where he's talking environment yeah. and that all the time, and it is so interesting the stuff that he brings up and that he's posting. Mm. That would be yeah. Somebody I'd like to meet him. I think yeah. my children would like to. Yeah. <laughs> madly in love with him. I'm like, oh my goodness me! Um, but when he was young, he was like absolutely just the yeah, sweetest thing. He was. But they they follow him avidly as well. Um, I think people who have done something really amazing um, like the people who do the round the world yacht races on yes. their own um, 
I mean, obviously, I spent it a lot of time with, me. with Springboks. I spent a lot of time with them, and I always wanted to meet um, Corne Krieger. Of course, I got to meet him and have my photograph taken with him, except the photographer lost the photo. I know. I'm vessel for it. But people who make a difference, I think those are the people that I, I'm interested in meeting. Mm. Um, the late um, Ian Player. Okay. One of that was also one of the best things for me was meeting him. I don't know why it always seems to be men that do a lot of the stuff that. Do you think that people don't take women seriously a lot of times? Still, yes. I know they don't take me seriously because I'm blonde and talk a lot of nonsense. But you know, I <laughs> I I'd work on behind the scenes to actually right wrongs. But yes. I think maybe it's easier for me to do it from the point of view of oh, I'm just a poor little woman I need some help yeah, we, I, I do, do, I do believe it. I do believe that we have to use all the tools in our armour and mm. one of those tools is the ability to to turn it on you know the, oh. the fluttering eyelashes and the coy I'm, I'm, smile I'm not very good at doing that <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah. so continuing the personal what gets you to sleep at night are you a meditator or a book reader or a put your head in the pillow and go to sleep? I'm a put my head on the pillow and go to sleep person. I'm literally, I, at the moment I turn the light off within seven mm. seconds, I'm probably asleep. But I, wow. I do have my thing that I need to read at least a chapter of some book every night before I go to sleep. And oh, because I love reading. Yeah. I love words. I love language. I love stories. Oh. So I can't actually go to sleep unless I've read something. Yeah, I've gotten a bit better at that. Um, it was a weird Still thing that can't. happened during COVID that we thought, oh, we're going to read all of these books. And then we didn't read. <laughs> and we got out of the habit of reading because oh, we started no. binge watching television. Oh, yes. True. And I think that's been a big bugbear for me that my kids won't read because they're binge watching mm. things, series. Yeah. And I mean, I, I grew up reading, but then we grew up without television. <laughs> and, but I do listen to podcasts I love listening to podcasts Especially um, And my kids do it as well now They yes. will go to sleep with a podcast on oh, So okay. they listen to No Such Thing as a Fish, fish yeah, Which John's of course is big the, on that one. The, uh, the, the elves from QI Because I love QI okay. um, And um, The Infinite Monkey Cage Which I absolutely did It's okay, Professor Brian Cox Not the actor Brian Cox The professor who was in the band D. Ream Back in the 80s He was a musician Okay um, it's absolutely brilliant. He's okay. fantastic. I have to and make a note of that one. The curious cr curiosities of Rutherford and Fry is another one, except they annoy me sometimes. <laughs> but no. mostly English podcasts. Yeah. And I listen in the car. Sleep. I go to sleep listening to mm. them, and we leave them on the whole night. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and my kids have still got <laughs> the dulcet tones of... You know, um, what's, what's his name? James. No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic using dulcet terms because James Harkin is the <laughs> worst voice in the world. But they're very funny and the, the, the information is so fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, my bedtime thing is podcasts, read, sleep. What makes you come alive? Hmm. Good question. I don't know. Um... What do I get excited? Are you saying yeah, like, what, what excites me? I get excited when I see that somebody else is passionate about something yeah. and I, I can talk to them about it. Yeah. Or if I'm passionate about something and people will talk and then I start getting like really jumping up <laughs> and up. Talking about treasure hunt, talking about South Africa, talking about traveling in South Africa, not yeah, even necessarily traveling. overseas. No, South Africa. I love South Africa and mm. I, I do road trips and I, I really love my road trips. Okay, I'm going to have to talk to you about that on the side. Yeah, so... Um, about just, you know certain aspects of gardening, obviously yes. because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm kind of like a, a, a we call it chaos theory rather than haphazard. 
I mean, I do know what I'm talking about, yeah. but I just don't put it into practice. Well, yeah. I do because I have the most well-designed garden, and I'm I'm passionate about conserving the environment, mm. about conservation of animals about all of that stuff and mm. when I find like-minded people or I can teach somebody I can see suddenly yeah. they've wow suddenly clicked hang on this makes a lot of sense yes. and they start putting that into practice um, I'm very passionate and what makes me come alive is talking about my children's crochet blankets oh wow <laughs> I love that it was very what odd. are they what are they Crocheting at the moment. Blankets, 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 blankets more blankets. blankets. And, okay. Well, they do make a lot for of charity and jerseys. No, they make blankets for themselves, for themselves and okay. people who want them. Yeah. I mean, I, I always do lots of blankets for sixty-seven blankets yes. and have done since its inception. Yeah. So it's something that I, I kind of did, and then they thought, oh, we like this idea, and my goodness, they're good. They just oh, watch it. Wow. They oh, I want to try um, something new, and they go into a YouTube tutorial, and I'm like, "How do you do, do this? <laughs> it's beautiful." So I get really proud. I'm a proud mama. My kids, my kids make me come alive. My daughters are absolutely splendid. What satisfies your soul? That's different to making you come alive. What satisfies my soul? Mm. <laughs> having nobody else in the house except myself, <laughs> having some downtime and actually literally mm. just getting time to sit down, read, um, instead of like sitting there and thinking, oh my goodness, I have to paint this room and I need to get up there and sort that out. <laughs> just doing nothing, doing nothing. nothing. And enjoying it. Mm. Yes. Because this is the thing that everybody thinks, oh, I've got to keep, I've got to, the, the busyness of, the business of busyness yeah. is also no. problematic. You have to have downtime. Agreed. And But we feel guilty about it. We're made yeah. to feel guilty. Oh, you're just sitting at home doing nothing. Why aren't you doing this? Why yeah. aren't you doing that? No, I've got over myself on that. And yeah. I leave everything here. Or I don't work on the weekend. Finished class. Oh, I work the whole weekend. Friday night, Friday afternoon, five o'clock, that's me done. Um, yeah. Because I've worked weekends for most of my career and mm. enough now. Um, well, when you do what I do, I mean, the talks are on weekends, teaching classes yeah. on weekends, doing courses on weekends. So do so you get downtime on, on other days, on Fridays? Friday's my day off, <laughs> usually, <laughs> yeah. if I'm lucky. So now we're going to move on to some quick fire questions. Yes. I'll give you quick fire answers. Cool. You don't have to, but cool. Okay. Star sign. Libra. Chocolate or chips? Chips. Tattoos? Yes. School. What did you go to? Government. Government. <laughs> <laughs> and my children did too. Yeah. Tea or coffee? Neither. Cook or eat out? Mm, I hate restaurants, but I don't like cooking. I want a chef to come and cook for me at home. Oh, I'd love that. That's all, if I win the lotto, that's happening. And a, per and, and a personal trainer? Well, you I am a personal yeah. trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of your day? Oh, um, probably evenings. First thing you think about in the morning? Make my bed. Create some water. <laughs> Are you creative morning or night? Night. I'm very much a night owl. Who's your favorite writer? Um, Clive James. What are you reading at the moment? I am reading um, David Baldacci, um, oh, wow. I, uh, The 620 Man. But then I'm also reading um, Godot, Escher and Bach, The Eternal Golden Braid. Okay. But I dip into that. Yeah. I've always got to have something on the go, which is like a little bit more kind of less schlock. Yeah, I'm reading Homo Sapiens and um, Carrie Soto's back. Okay. Which is gorgeous, by the way. Um, what makes you nervous? Politicians. <laughs> Favorite getaway? 
Um, yeah, that's a hard one because I like mountains and I like the sea. But I mean, yeah, Cape Town's nice, but there's just too many people. I love going to the beach, but I don't like the sand. So my favorite getaway, <laughs> definitely not the bush, I have to be honest with you. Um, I would say probably, I don't know. Your house? Sidwana. I used to live in Sidwana. I love getting away oh, to there. Yeah, yeah, it is a lovely place. Mm. How do you feel about social media? It's a useful tool. What's in your bag that you can't live without? Lipstick. If you could switch lives with anyone, who would it be? Whoa. Whoa. Are you talking about with all the nonsense that goes with it as well? Or just (laughs) having the good stuff? (laughs) The romantic view of it. The romantic view of a person's life. Who would I swap with? I wouldn't. I wouldn't change my life for the world. Awesome answer. What song, last one, what song is currently making you dance? The songs that I've been listening to for my whole life and the one that will always get me boogieing is Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes because uh, Trevor Rabin wrote it. <laughs> I've just bought <laughs> I've just bought the Rabbit album. <laughs> the one of him lying on the cover. Isn't there isn't there aren't they doing some kind of a revival at the moment? I saw something on social media like in the last Oh week. well I'm gonna have to search. Rabbit that. Rabbit is coming back with something. Yes. I've got to remember what it was. But before we go, hasn't he had the most amazing career? Yes. I mean, no, oh. I haven't met him, would like to meet him. Yeah, no, exactly. My brother was in the army with him. Oh, but, but I've got a long and weird history with, even though I wasn't into rabbit when they were rabbit, huh. and I never met any of them while they were rabbit, but I used to train with Neil Cloud. Oh, wow. Um, and then um, Ronnie Robot had a thing for me at one, p- at one point, <laughs> which is quite odd. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been those kind of little things yeah. that happen over the years. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me. I've loved every minute of it. Thank you. And until we chat again. Oh, well, we'll be chatting a lot. I'm going to give you all the good road trip places to yes, go to. Yes, you have to. You Fantastic. Have to. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Janet Generally Speaking. You can hear a new episode each Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please help us by rating, liking, sharing, and following as it helps us to be found. Follow us on our social media platforms. You can find the links in the podcast description. Thanks for listening. Until we chat again.